0: You're listening to the North Peace Roundtable podcast, your weekly podcast about theology and the Christian life. Episode 129. We're 29. three weeks in a row, buddy. Hey. <laughs> We're like professional podcasters. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, I keep wanting to send you, there's this Instagram guy I follow. And he does a series of like little videos called every guy with a podcast. And it's him just sitting around, just making up. They're like, cause yeah, any, any couple of bros can sit down with some microphones. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, uh, uh, can I blow your mind real quick? That's what he always starts (laughs) with. And then he's like, so yesterday I was driving and it was four o'clock and the sun was still out and I saw the moon and yet somehow in Australia it's nighttime and the moon's over there. (laughs) <laughs> He's like, come on, I'm not buying it <laughs> And he goes on to all this Many <laughs> moons, and man it's, Yeah, he had a two-moon theory that he was <laughs> saying and it's like, yep, anybody can get a microphone and just talk about anything But that's not us But we don't, those
1: who did that before the year 2000 are now millionaires <laughs> Yes, it's true <laughs> It was mind-boggling then <laughs> like half the videos you see like those early stunt videos i'm thinking like that was if we could afford a camera uh, that was our childhood yes <laughs> and <it's... laughs> that would not be unique to anybody <laughs> yeah
0: but thanks for tuning in we're not just two random dudes with a, a podcast kind of i guess uh my name is andrew and cameron is with me good morning everyone and yeah we uh try and do this every week and answer questions people sent in or just topics that uh we think would be interesting so uh yeah, I have uh, four question slash topics written down and uh, three, actually all of them were sent by you because <laughs> you texted me yesterday and were like, got anything? And then you sent me... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and it's been a, a long week. So I was like, my brain has nothing.
1: So anyways. And most of these just come from random conversations or thoughts. And actually, um, so I, I <clears throat> in my workplace, there's like a mixed bag of people who... Uh, some I knew grew up in church, some currently go to church, right. and some are unchurched and, and not interested. And so lunchroom banter and conversations is quite fascinating, and I pick up on little like, nuances. Like, Cameron, why are you
0: always writing down things that we <laughs> <Yeah>. say? <laughs> Just text my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the first question was from a couple of weeks ago that we uh, haven't gotten around to, but it was connected to um, sharing prayer requests... And it not being just gossip. Like, how do you, uh, you know, so we're, you know, we're a church of a couple hundred people. And then people that we know are going through stuff. I don't know. Is there like a fine line between like, hey, we want to, we want to pray for one another. Mm -hmm. But then when does it become like, hey, did you hear? I'm just sharing this so that you can pray for them. Right. Uh, their marriage is falling apart or whatever. Right? Like, I don't know. Uh, so I'll share a little bit. I've experienced this lots when, uh, people, I, it's almost like they're fishing for s- stuff as like, Hey, what's going on with uh, so-and-so I haven't like, seen them around and a bit yeah. around and I heard, uh, just so we can like pray for them. <laughs> and it's like, so I've had that lots where people or even on, um, staff like at our staff meetings. It's interesting. Because we've had some staff members share, like, can we share more openly about what's going on with people so that we can pray for them? And it's kind of this fine line of like, well, I don't need I don't know if everybody needs to know sure. all the details, <clears throat> but like then. So I'll give you a really firm example. Someone, there was a couple in our church just a while ago going through some marriage problems and we had prayed vaguely at our staff meeting we got to pray for a a couple in our church just i'm just not gonna name names and then um that week uh the the wife had come in and someone on our staff didn't realize and was just like oh how's it going not realizing Mm that and she uh the wife that came in just you could tell it was just kind of awkward. And then the staff yeah. member was like, I didn't know. Why can't we say that right. names and things like that? So it was kind of like, I don't know. Is there a line that. I think that, like, what you just described
1: is perfect because I don't believe you need to know. And I think the line is centered in true, authentic, and sincere relationship. I think there's true, Ooh. authentic, and sincere concern, which is what, you know, that staff member probably felt like just authentic concern about someone going through something. But, yep. um, Aside from like actual relationship, friendship, like w- what would be the, mm. I don't think there's a value in knowing because I think it automatically then puts that person in a different space where they would have maybe seen that individual and said um, nothing or, or gave like that endearing side hug, which may have been received well, but also may have put that individual a like, does everyone know yeah. my business and can I not go to Ceylon without wondering who knows about my pending separation like yeah that's an interesting challenge because i think that um as christians we get into this mindset of like global prayer for an individual situation is going to force the hand of god
0: (laughs) yeah right
1: but that like how sincere is that global prayer i'm not sure like i i don't want to lean one way too far but i'm i'd lean towards like we're gonna pray for the sake of praying which is always good but um i think it's great to globally pray for relationships in the church yes uh, but to know of so and so and so and so and you know the yelling and the, what the kids are going through or like i don't know if, if there's value outside of that core group of folks who maybe have been invited into that situation mm-hmm by the people struggling or have inserted themselves through relationship and saying like, Hey, listen, it's obvious you're going through something.
0: Yeah. And I get where it comes from. Like, cause the Bible does talk about that. We're supposed to, you know, bear each other's burdens as followers of Jesus, rejoice with each other, cry with each other, confess your sins to one another. So I get the, like,
1: but it's all prefaced in like godly relationships. Yeah. Right? So
0: I get the idea of like, we shouldn't have secrets and keep things hidden. And I'm like, yeah, I agree to a certain extent. I think, uh, in my own experience, when I've actually like brought things out into the light that I'm struggling with, Mm -hmm. it's helped a lot, but again, I don't stand up every Sunday and okay, uh, we're going to go around and pass the mic and everyone's going to confess the (laughs) sins that you committed this week. I'm like, I don't think that's healthy either. And I like that you talk about that. Um, in the context of like someone that's, uh, a close friend or like hey we're like discipling each other we're in our life we're in a life group together we can share openly here i think there's like a time and a place right um so even like for instance i'll share you know every monday we have a staff meeting and we kind of go over stuff and stuff that's coming up and then we pray for people in the church and so we share things and and a lot of times the statement will be said like i asked this person if i could share it yep so like there they was no am bringing this forward. There was one on Sunday and uh, Don prayed with this couple and there's some medical stuff that was going on with them and then he asked them, you know Do we have a staff meeting anymore Is it okay if I share this with the staff So there's I think that's really good to ask yeah. someone, is this okay so that more people can pray for you so then yeah. uh, Don shared the, the the person's name and what was going on and then we could pray for them. but there's been other times that like so Don and Gwen are counselors. And there's like confidentiality things you can't just share. Oh, did you know that you know Brad came in and Mm -hmm. I'm just making something up? And he's you can't do that. Uh but lots of times Don or Gwen would say, like, Can you uh let's pray for a client of mine that they're just having a hard or whatever, leave it vague enough. So when we pray, we just it's not like God's like, Who exactly Who are you talking about? (laughs) Well, that's actually a very good point. You didn't say a name. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good point. Or even people have, like, not even someone have said, like, can you pray for someone? And when you pray, let's just call them M or whatever, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to. And you're like, okay, I can pray for M or T or L or whoever. Like, call them whatever you want. Like, God knows, right? So yeah. then it it doesn't break confidence Like, so if you came and shared something super deep with me and then found out that I was sharing it with all the like that could hurt the relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you don't want to breach trust and confidence Mm -hmm. with someone. So, yeah. So I guess, uh, don't gossip gossip's bad, (laughs) but you can still pray for people without necessarily having to know all the dirty details of everything that's
1: yeah and i think if you're struggling to pray in earnest without knowing the details then don't bother like just don't don't bother (laughs) sure i mean if you can't pray for m with the same sincerity that you'd pray for the individual with all the details just it's you're good yeah yeah. we're fine God, I'll take this one.
0: Thanks. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> I just want to pray for all my unspokens. Did you ever have that in the in oh, youth yeah. group? Oh, yeah. If you didn't want to share, you just said uh, unspoken. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right on. Bless you, my child. <laughs> Bless you, my child. For all your unspokens. All right, question number two. Uh, completely switching gears. Uh, Super Bowl was on Sunday. Right. And uh, mm, right. apparently it was the most watched television event since the moon landing. Thanks, Taylor Swift. She's <laughs> she right. All the Swifties. <laughs> That's uh, right. Um, so the question then was like, as Christians, do we engage with stuff like that? I mean, this comes up a lot. Anytime there's Halloween or an Easter egg hunt or. Well, this one was, I think, <clears throat> a little different. I saw like Mark Wahlberg and, and
1: friends who are like devout Catholics now, like yeah, praying Mark... through the entire Super Bowl. Other evangelical groups like holding fasting during the super. Okay, I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah, because of the uh the uh satanic satanic undertones of like the girl rapper beside Taylor Swift with the upside down cross and and all of these subtleties around demonic activity Hmm. in this and I've heard it year after year. And this morning I was laughing, thinking to myself, like there's nothing subtle about the sinfulness of any public event to that degree. Like, yeah. there's nothing subtle about the materialism and the sexuality that oh, is boy. at every uh, sporting event in history. So, I'm not sure why Christian groups think that there is some undertone of demonic activity that's worse
0: than like what's overtly obvious to like any sure. any Grammys awards or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like TV is overly sexualized and consumeristic and, and conflicts with everything. This entire series that we're in in church yeah. talks about, so I don't know. Like I, I, but then there's people that just enjoy watching football and, and hanging out with friends, and yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know if it's any different than any Canucks game I watch. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, we watched. We had some friends over, our life group over, and uh, because Molly and I watched football every Sunday this year just we like football before church or after yeah <laughs> during church I just <laughs> That's right. record my sermon ahead of time <laughs> can you imagine yeah. <laughs> it's on the screen behind everyone if they look around yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah so we just and it was one of those years where we each picked a team and you kind of follow the team and it's fun uh so we watched the Super Bowl but yeah throughout the Super Bowl you're just kind of like man there's a lot of materialism and molly's looking up hey guess what the average uh ticket price for the super bowl is eight thousand dollars right and uh oh do you see that suite that they keep showing all the celebrities in two million dollars per suite and you're just kind of like goodness gracious that's ridiculous um and then yeah i saw the videos of you know the one rapper flashes the devil horns She's wearing an upside down cross, and mm-hmm. that means the Super Bowl's evil. I'm like, no, I think that means she's evil. <laughs> <laughs> very lost young but, girl from but, New York. Yeah. yeah, and then you have you know Usher at the halftime show, and we just kind of took all the kids upstairs and let's play uh, the Christian version of beer pong, <laughs> which <laughs> my my wife made this game of like, oh, a muffin tin. And then you have to like bounce a ping pong ball. So I was like, "So beer pong?" She's like, "No, it's yeah, not so that." Strange. I'm like, <laughs> "Why'd my kid come down with two prizes?" <laughs> yeah. and, so then, oh, really it landed good. in the number three spot. Then you lift the number three. Oh, and they got a bouncy ball or oh, whatever. Yeah. Like it's just a fun uh, game, so that we're like, our kids don't need to watch the halftime show. And the actually,
1: 2003 hits that are being yeah, right. Yeah. Uh,
0: so there's things that I mean, we just wanted to watch football and spend time with our friends and eat food and so I think I think it's one of those ones like uh all TV is sinful. Yeah, and you know <laughs> every what every commercial is materialistic. If a Christian listening was like, I just felt really convicted not to watch, I'm like, hey, great. Give I her, yeah. I think, you know, what that word that we use lots, adiaphora, I think it's a it's a moral gray area where you can just I don't think it's sinful to watch the super bowl now if a I shouldn't say sinful if a christian was like i'm gonna spend two million dollars to get a box i'm like well yeah. is that the best use of the money that god's given you i don't yeah. know i actually saw a pastor from the states sitting in one of the oh, no way. boxes and i just went it was probably a gift for my child uh it was it was hilarious because there's the video of jeff Goldblum, right. and right he was waving and then i paused it and i was like that's Mark Driscoll. Oh no way. Sitting behind him oh. with his wife and I went, He that's interesting.
1: <laughs> okay, but if you had a millionaire friend and they're like Andrew.
0: Yeah, let's just assume he was invited. I would go if man, someone said that? like you don't have to pay, I'll fly you out and you can come. I would totally go. you <laughs> would <laughs> be dancing Woo! with What's up, guys? Yeah. He'd be dancing with the fly. <laughs> oh, so man. yeah, I think it's again. One of those, uh, you know, if you're someone who's like, no, you shouldn't watch the Super Bowl. I don't think you should then judge Christians who had a Super Bowl party to watch football with their friends. I think that's I don't think it's a sin issue because, like you said, uh, every Canucks game, every Oilers game, like any kind of sporting thing, there's always going to be materialism and greed and idol worship, depending on who's there, like. I always
1: like those, uh, I don't like those comments or like, how do those athletes earn a million dollars when our school teachers are struggling? It's like, if I had to pay $400 a day for every time my kid went to school, (laughs) so the teacher, like, it's a business, right? It's an economy. Yeah, totally. uh, It's it's paying for themselves. Turn off the TV
0: and then you won't have to worry about contributing. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) So there you go. All right, question number three. That we got uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day. Did <laughs> right. you do anything special for your wife? We made a point
1: actually when we were dating that we would oh, never. Do You're one again. of those couples.
0: Every day is Valentine's. <laughs> day. No, never. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: oh man, I don't know. I think I am not romantic at all. Like I, Yeah. I like cooking dinner. Yeah. Nightly. I don't know. Yeah, we actually. Uh, it was funny the fir- when we were date. We the first year we were married, we were sitting in church in Fort Langley and. It was the Sunday before Valentine's Day, and they were talking about um, you know agape being, love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like that. And it's funny because uh, I turned to her and I'm like, "We're not doing anything, right?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> the couple behind us like, "Neither are we." And there's Zach and Megan who now live somewhere in Asia as missionaries, and we're like, "And then this we didn't ever met them before. Did we we started just ta- become best friends." <laughs> no, <laughs> we we actually went for dinner that week. That's awesome. And never did it again. Yeah. <laughs> but that was uh, I just remembered that yesterday when. Some colleagues were talking about what they were doing that night. I am like, yep. we've not wasted one dollar on Valentine's Day oh, in fourteen years.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, we just stayed home too. And I told Molly like we could go spend over a hundred dollars at some restaurant, and so we just I cooked dinner at home. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually, it's funny, I uh, I got Molly like a, a magazine as a little gift or something like that. And I said, sorry, I didn't buy you flowers, but. I, I couldn't justify spending $60 on flowers. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, I'm glad you didn't. We're trying to stick to a budget That's here. Right. Don't break the bank. But um, it
1: was funny though. I'll add yesterday. <clears throat> the kids got these little bags of heart chocolates for all their friends. And yeah. there was some left over on the table. So Sasha told me, take those for the ladies that you work with. There's a, I only work with women. There's like five or six of them. And Natalia's in the bathroom getting ready. She's like, don't do it, dad. Their husbands will beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> I did it anyway, but it made for a great story all day. Their husbands <laughs> will beat you up. Today, you're going to go in and be like, hey, are you Cameron? Exactly.
0: It's a little heart chocolate, man. Man. So uh, what is it? What's it for? Where? Yeah. Where did Valentine's Day come from? Uh, I mean, obviously Hallmark. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Commercialization. consumer. Yeah, it's again, it's a, one of those like these kind of cultural holidays. I I know lots of Christians that really struggle with like, no, don't participate in it. It's not in the Bible or whatever kind of thing. Like, um, which, yeah, you go, okay, right or wrong. St. Patrick's Day, should my uh, kid wear a green shirt to school to like, haha celebrate? Yeah. And there's so many of them. Uh, I saw you know, the
1: funniest card and it said... It had a picture of one of the St. Valentines. There was a few most notably, but it was, uh, Roses are red, violets are blue. I was beaten, beheaded, and martyred. Here's a chocolate <laughs> for you. <laughs>
0: and I, I, for
1: a couple of years, years ago, I'd send that around, right? Uh, uh,
0: did I ever show you the Puritan Valentine's Day? Well, maybe. Because it was Cause, just like, you make my heart dance, and dancing is a sin. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's right. But there's a couple folklore yes Uh, i mean there were actual men in
1: the catholic church who were yeah so i looked up
0: i saw three i think yeah the one that i saw was from the third century saint valentine right Uh, he was like a bishop so you think about the third century like the 200s like that's pretty early church stuff oh yeah and uh he, he he is famous because he um that's like my grandpa knew jesus
1: (laughs) Sir. <laughs> like, in that, sen- in that time, it's like, it, you're pretty close. Wait, are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> my, no, but that's like, you're living in a time where it's like, either my dad witnessed yeah. that or my grandpa. Well,
0: you think about that. it, the Apostle John, the last living apostle, according to, like, yeah. church tradition, wrote the book of Revelation, probably in 96. Right. And then he would have died shortly after because he was quite old. But then, yeah, you have a hundred and something years later, Oh, no, two yeah, generations yeah so. and then here's saint valentine right so and whatever i know protestants are like don't call them saints whatever um so he, settle down reverend yeah yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> bless you uh so yeah he was a bishop in the in the early church and he's kind of famous because he would help protect persecuted christians right. and there was even And again you have to go okay how much is like church history and like folklore but there's like stories about him actually performing uh weddings for christians because i think part of the persecution was like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to get married we're not going to allow christian marriages right and so you know he's the he's the saint of love right so he would perform these um marriages for people but yeah he was then persecuted and killed for his faith and I think the, the story goes that he wrote a note to his daughter and signed it, like before he went to be beheaded mm-hmm. or whatever, and signed it like, you're Valentine. Something like that, yeah. And so Maybe. I think, <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those, like, could that just be what Hallmark says? Like, that's Ooh, right. so cute. Like, no, he was killed. <laughs> that's right. But that's the, as the legend goes, that's where this day comes from. And here was a, a, a bishop in the early church. He was a very loving man took care of people helped persecuted people but no
1: one thinks about that when no. they're buying their wife flowers no. and going it's to an true. overpriced restaurant so for all the christians that do that fine just don't look over at the super bowl and be like mm. yeah, yeah yeah
0: sure so i think that's one of those like well it was certainly... even with christmas with a uh, jolly old saint nick sure and we told our kids the story about like there was a real person right. named nicholas who yeah. uh, as the legend goes he would hand out toys to poor children. That's kind of cool. And then the legend just carries on, right? So it's...
1: I had to have that conversation with my son when he's like, uh, the only immortals are God and Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, man, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and he was convinced. Uh, The only ones who've lived forever (laughs) are God and Santa. Yeah, the Trinity's like father, son, Santa, right? Is that? (laughs) But I'm like, no, no, like Santa was a man.
0: And like that tradition carries on, right? And man, kids. So this is a rabbit trail, but kids are the best. And uh, the other day, it was uh, we were talking. Uh, I was playing with Oliver and um, what superpowers we would have. So and the girls were there too. So Ruby's like, you know, I I would uh, I would turn into animals or blah blah blah. And as we're playing superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then Ollie, of course, is like, I have the power of Jesus. <laughs> and we're like, well, buddy. Because <laughs> he just wants to trump all the sure. other powers. <laughs> oh, you turn in animals? I'm Jesus. So <laughs> There'd be those that'd be like, well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, again, it's uh, lots of people don't know maybe the history of like, uh, or like the where these holidays come from. And again, I don't. Hallmark kind of jumps on it, and yeah, I'm not I'm not thinking about Saint Valentine as I you know buy my wife a present or whatever. But it's interesting to know, like, oh, that's kind of where it comes from. Uh, and then it goes along with, as followers of Jesus, like I think it's okay to, you know, give your wife a Valentine. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's not worshiping a false god. It's okay to. But if you can't afford the flowers, and you're like. Stressing out yeah, and going on your don't way. Don't you just that. fall into other
1: traps, and that's the trap of consumerism and yep. a materialistic tendencies to follow some social trend that no one really cares about.
0: Yeah, I uh, I handmade my wife a card because I'm like eight bucks. <laughs> I'm not, but I just folded a piece of paper in half and wrote her like, "Hey, I love you, and here's the reasons why." Yeah. I'm like, I'm not spending eight dollars on a card. I think I texted my wife. <laughs> I texted her, "Hey, I uh, love you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay last question wow i know we're just flying through these it's only been 25 minutes um so yeah we as a church have been going through a sermon series about money uh we're two weeks in the church is empty now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so you had texted like or has the church never been as full yeah it's interesting Sunday, like when you're like hammering the truth about money it's here's uh, a
1: very convicting topic and most times people run as soon as churches say you know we're gonna have this big series on finances and then everyone thinks great we're gonna like burn another mortgage or like yeah 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 right there's gonna be some big offering basket and some shame yeah at the end
0: of my sermon series we're announcing a building campaign (laughs) or whatever yeah (laughs) right because honestly i think that's usually people's experience sure is uh we talk about money when the church is like desperate for money. Yeah, And I had people a- ask me that when we announced back in December, hey, because people were asking, what are we doing after first Corinthians? We're going to do a sermon series on money. And I had a, a, a couple of people, is this because we're a little behind in the budget? <laughs> it was like, no, and actually not yeah. connected to that at all. Like, and when's
1: the last time we've passed around an offering plate?
0: Well, we stopped with COVID so because when we were three and al- a half years ago, uh, yeah. Yeah. Because actually, did we, we may have stopped a little bit before that, but it was the idea of like uh, that when you pa- pass it, it just it just feels n- needy and pressuring. And I remember it changed for me when I was sitting behind a guy and I saw him pretend to put something in because mm. he didn't have anything in his hand, but he put his hand in like, and I'm like, ooh, I think we're missing the point yep. that people feel pressured to like pretend to give, right? i like, that's the opposite of like, yeah. So we stopped and then COVID was a great excuse. Cause it was like, well, we probably shouldn't pass around a bag that everyone touches and coughs on. Right. So, so we just have like a little box at the back and you can e transfer and give mm-hmm. online and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and so I, I remember this is off topic, but I remember not really, we man. had discussions mm-hmm. where it was like, giving is going to tank if we don't pass around the bag mm-hmm. and it actually like went up. So it's like, Okay. Whatever. Yep. So anyways. Um, yeah. Doing a, a sermon series about generosity and money and how does, how does the Bible, you know, warn us about money and stuff like that. And so really the last two weeks, the, the application has been like, God calls us to be generous. Mm-hmm. And so you just texted saying like, well, maybe what are, what are practical, practical ways you can actually live like that rather than just being like, you should be generous. right?
1: How do you do that? Like It's funny, though, because since uh, Sunday, um, you had mentioned a story of like that that whooshing feeling that yeah. one feels when that dopamine hits when they've purchased something. And I'm, we're all guilty of that. I'm, I'm guilty of that. But this past week when uh, Tatiana and I are texting, like, oh, you should grab this. And, and we respond, like, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and she's like, I was about to text that, too. I didn't know how to. English is her third language. I didn't know how to spell whoosh. Whoosh. <laughs> So it's funny now because oh, anytime so she's oh, do you think we should? I'm just going to respond with whoosh. whoosh. <laughs> so that's a good way to put a filter <laughs> on um, Oh man, the difference between what you. And it's so funny because Saturday we were at your place and I was sharing how I had this allotment of money that through my work you must spend. Yes, on health, right, right, use right. it or lose it. And then after church on Sunday, I'm like, man, Andrew's probably thinking, wish the whole time. I'm telling of this item I had purchased the day before that.
0: Like, Come on, man. If I didn't it do it. You, Sp- oh, it wasn't you, like, Spay. You had to. You had no choice.
1: I had no choice. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's interesting because we had some inter- good conversation this week about like, you know, when when there's always, uh, at least in our life, I think we're exposed enough where there's always an opportunity or something that we can become involved in. and far t- nah, it's, a, it's an interesting balance because I'm, I'm pressured to say far too often we, we put the filter of my time and family and uh-huh. use that as a thing to say, like, I can't invest in that because I have to invest in yep. my family and my time. Yep. And it's an interesting tension because, you know, when I was with Salvation Army, I really felt like I swung the pendulum the wrong way and it was mm. like kind of left that. But I think now it's it's um it's tempting to to not invest money or energy or time into things because we put our family and our mm-hmm. privacy on a pinnacle a little bit. Yep. So I think um yeah I think that when I don't know every time we're asked something or every time we have an opportunity we should really reflect on like our initial feeling of why we would or would not want to do that and then yeah maybe be a little more selfless first or find opportunities to do something together. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think it's, uh, being generous. Part of it is listening to the Holy spirit. Um, so I'll give you an example. Like there was a, this is six months ago or eight months ago or whatever, but at no frills and I'm buying groceries and the lady behind me, I know her and, um, know some of the struggles that her and her family are going through and just chatting. Oh yeah. Praying for you. And yep. Uh, and then I just felt like this, uh, I heard the voice of God. No, I didn't, <laughs> but I felt like just an overwhelming, you just, you should just probably buy their her groceries. Hmm. And, it, and it was just kind of one of those, like, okay, you're saying you're, you're praying for her and you know, the struggle she's going through. Like you, here's, is she behind you in the grocery line for a random reason? Right. So I just asked, is is it okay if I buy your groceries today? And she, of course, was like, no, no, I couldn't. And I said, I feel like God really wants me to. And I did. And it was not a huge financial hit at all. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of one of those, like, I think God just kind of teed up a perfect chance. Hey, you want to be generous? Here you go. Right. So I think we have opportunities like that throughout the day or throughout your week, where God maybe gives you chances to just show generosity. Um, but then I think it just becomes like a a, a lifestyle of uh, having open hands with your stuff. Right. So even I like that in Romans 16, Paul tells them to put money aside for other believers. But then he says, uh, so that you may prosper. And like the translation means like, Paul's not saying oh, you made $300 this week, give away $300. He's saying, pay your bills and take care of your family, but put something aside, right? So we've always tried to have designated money each month that we either give to the church or that we sometimes, there's been some months where we, we don't, tithe to the church Mm -hmm. and people are going to lose their minds Uh, but we've given that money to someone who needs it as like here we have the x amount of dollars each month that we feel like god wants us to be generous with and most of the time it goes we tithe to the church i hate using the word tithe because that's the old testament we give to the church uh, but sometimes there, you know, there's been times. You tithe to your income tax right now. <laughs> yeah. If you want to, for social programs. And then for me, I'm <laughs> like, so I'm giving, am I just paying myself now? Because yeah. then the church pays me and it's funny. But then there's been times when there's been a family that's in crisis and we're like, oh man, we really feel like that money we should just give to them. Yeah. So I think there's so many practical ways. I mean, we have a kind of a new ministry starting at the church with Tyler and Jamie Giesbrecht where they are feeding people. Yeah, And it was amazing because we kind of announced it a few weeks ago and we were wanting to start a little small little pantry here at the church for, of emergency needs. And Jamie uh, texted me and was like, uh, so much... Money has come in and mm-hmm. gift cards, and people were like, I don't have money, but I have a butcher block gift card for 50 bucks. Could you buy some meat with that to give to someone? It's yes. like Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think anytime we've done things like that, people are very generous. But I think sometimes we just don't know. Like, if I just go give $20 to a homeless person, are they gonna use it for drugs? Mm-hmm. right? And so we just don't know sometimes. I think how do I be generous? So there's creative ways that you can. Yeah, and there's so many opportunities, and I I was just looking
1: for a comment that a non-Christian person posted, because uh, they they were, at that time, feeling pressured because they are overtly non-Christian, but operate in a social space, and the the post was kind of interesting and convicting because it said, like, there's a lot of Jesus followers around here, um... But if you're a Jesus follower who only focuses on sexual sin but doesn't clothe the naked and feed the hungry mm. and support the widow and orphan and I'm just reading your book then I would suggest that you might not be a Jesus follower. <laughs> An interesting jab, right? And and I know it's a jab meant to like stir up negative emotion, but there if that is a, a baseline perception of a non-Christian looking at an affluent community full of christians mm-hmm. that are kind of sh- finger wagging the sexualization and the the um you know the the terrible things that are happening in schools with so like all of these programs but not like overtly and like publicly supporting poverty and homelessness yeah. and in mental health we might be hypocrites and so mm. i think there's more than like I've, I've gently poked at even some family and friends in the past where it's like I'm just waiting on the Lord to tell me what I should do I'm like you don't have to man like it, it was written in the Bible like there's like <laughs> a, a, go adopt a baby uh-huh. <laughs> like there's a real like
0: uh-huh.
1: there's no mystery there's no, no it's prescriptive like, yep. like you will not go wrong if you go volunteer three hours at the
0: food bank totally you yep. will not
1: go wrong uh, you will not miss your miracle you will not miss your opportunity to witness yeah and if it's not money, it's time. That's yep. I would argue, uh, a greater commodity mm-hmm. is just your service. Sure. Um, so many organizations in the community that could benefit from three hours of your
0: time. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to uh, get involved and to be generous with time and money. And I think it's just, just starting to do things like uh, rather than sitting around and saying, well. You know, I can't think of ways to be generous. Just start being generous and start helping people. And uh, yeah, anyways, there you go. So uh, come out this Sunday as we talk about Zacchaeus.
1: Oh, yeah. There you go. A wee little man and a wee little (laughs) man. Oh, terrible. Oh, Oh, man. I remember
0: the song better than the theological application. (laughs) Yeah, I was singing it. uh, And you come down. You're the next contestant on The Prices is Right. That's right. That's good. <laughs> so anyways, hopefully uh, this has been uh, interesting. Episode 129 answering some questions we've had. So if you do have questions, uh, if you listen, please send them in. We'd love to chat about them, and we'll talk to you next week.